would you just do me a favor? There is somebody that's sitting next to you or kind of close to you. We just kind of wave at them. I, I, I know we ain't to the point where we can just say, hey, everybody, go hug somebody, but we can still show some love. Amen? Amen. I'll be a good listener, too. We love you, we love you, we love you. Today's uh, scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew, 7th chapter, verse 12, single verse, and it reads, I'll read it, there we go, and everything do to others as you would have them do to you, for this is the law and the prophets, the word of God for the people of God. Y'all didn't think I could just do one verse, see? Let us pray. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all that you are doing in this place. Lord, I ask that, that you would open our hearts and our minds, Lord, that we would hear it, that we would internalize it, and that we would do it. In Jesus' name, amen. It's funny, today we were supposed to start a new sermon series talking about the little things, those little things about our lives that affect us. And as I began to look through different portions of scripture, uh, one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that more often than not, the issues that we have uh, lend back to a, a single word, and that is misunderstanding, which led me to our title because I think that by and large, a lot of the issues that we, we face, a lot of the fights that we have, even with those that we love, is because we feel like we are misunderstanding stood. We're often misunderstood. As a teenager, I, I can remember thinking, uh, I wish that they would just uh, uh, understand me better. It, it was a frustration that, 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 that lingered in me with some of the people that, that cared about me the most. And though I know they loved me, I felt so misunderstood. Am I, am I by myself? Oh, we got one. As an adult, <laughs> as an adult, that, that, that feeling often continues, but now it's not a frustration, it's almost more of an anger that, that a lot of people feel simply because they are misunderstood. They, 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 seem, they, they believe that people should understand them better because they have been around them longer. They believe that, that, that a microphone should not cling to a jacket, but should be versatile. You see, it's, it's this misunderstanding that, that often gets in the way of relationships, that often gets in the way even of business dealings, that often gets in the way of individuals growing closer together. The funny thing is, as much as each of us hates to be misunderstood, we often help other people feel that way. We misunderstand them because we don't take the time to understand them. In some cases, we even mean well. I love the children's moment. Thank you so much. Because the king of the jungle, pat myself on the back, meant well when he yanked the fish out of the creek. But it was because he would want someone to yank him out because I can't breathe underwater. But the misunderstanding was that the fish actually needed something that I didn't need. The fish actually required something that I didn't require. And so what, what would be beneficial to me wasn't necessarily beneficial to the fish, even though I meant well. You see, this is uh, where we often miss the mark. 
And I believe that this lesson from the scripture kind of adds to, to this because we've all been told, do unto others as you have been, as you would want them to do unto you, right? It's the golden rule. It's elementary. Quite frankly, it was taught in elementary school. We, we all have heard it at some point. It is it's literally taught in kindergarten to many, uh, many students. So when we are cold, we will turn on the heat for our brothers and sisters because we don't want them to be cold, right? When, when, when we are alone, uh, we don't want them to feel uh, lonely like we feel lonely. So if they are alone, we will go and we will sit and we will talk and we will share and we will invite people over. When we grieve, we don't want them to feel, we don't want to feel alone. So when we see our friends grieve, we go over, we bring folks, we bring uh, stuff to eat, we bring whatever is necessary to, to make them feel better because it makes us feel better. We do these things out of the goodness of our hearts, but we never quite consider what that person would truly want in that instance. We simply consider ourselves. That's a hard one. We turn on the heat because surely they are cold. Because we are cold. And now we don't understand why they are upset that we changed the temperature in the house. Now, I don't know about your house. I'll just talk about my house. Baby, forgive me. But when I am cold, my wife is not necessarily cold. When I am hot, my wife is not necessarily hot. And so if I change the temperature in the house based on how I feel, there are some other people in the house that are now misunderstood and inconvenienced and quite upset. They, they won't say they're upset, but upset at the fact that I touched the thermostat. <laughs> But that's the reality of it, because I would want somebody to turn on the heat when, 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 when they know that I am cold. And so naturally, if I am cold, I'm going to turn on the heat because obviously everybody else feels like I feel. When, 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 when my wife, for instance, is alone, once again, forgive me, baby. She, 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 that's not true. When I am alone, I tend to like other people to be around me. Uh, I, 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 I don't mind being alone, going for long car drives, but I get energy from being around people and reasoning through the scriptures and talking to them about issues and helping people out. And my wife could be by herself and be just fine. And so if I uh, uh, decided that because she was alone, obviously she needs people because she's going to get energy from people, that introverted stuff isn't real, then, and I bring 30,000 people to the house, and, and all of a sudden she's upset. Why is she upset? Because I've considered me, not necessarily considered her, but I'm doing it out of the goodness of my heart because clearly if, if everybody felt like me, it, then, 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 then this would be a good fix. Some people, when they're grieving, don't want the parties, don't want the cakes, don't want the green beans. They, they want to be alone so that they can cherish memories, they can uh, 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 scrapbook, they can put together the things that mean so much, they can catalog them so that when people begin to come around, these things aren't lost. But oftentimes, we treat them as though they should grieve like us, and we miss the mark, because even though we have done unto them as, as we would want them to do unto us, the, the requirement was different. Over my, my years in ministry, I've done lots of marriage counseling. And what's funny is, 
most of the problems come from simple misunderstanding. Some with thermostats, some with finances, but simple misunderstandings. There's a book called The Five Love Languages, and in it, it tells us that uh, there are different ways that people feel love. Some feel love with gifts. Some feel love by spending quality time. Some uh, enjoy physical touch. Some enjoy words of affirmation. Some uh, enjoy uh, acts of service. But the reality of it is most married people, I won't say that, some married people um, love their spouses uh, in, in a way that is, is unbelievable, don't want to do anything without them, uh, 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 want to be around them all the time. But the, the way they show their love to their spouse is the way that they want themselves to be loved. And so they are giving acts of service because they value acts of service when their spouse just wants quality time. They, they are giving words of affirmation because they need affirmation, but their, their, their spouse likes gifts and, and, and things of that nature. And so it, 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 it is not that the spouses don't love one another, it's that they're not loving the other person the way that they need to, the way they feel loved. What am I saying? I'm saying they are doing unto others as they would want to be done unto themselves, but the misunderstanding is the simple fact that they never really got to know each other enough to know how to make the other person feel the way that they are desiring to make them feel. In most cases, these questions come up, these statements come up. I wish they had just asked me how I felt. I, I wish they would have asked me what made me happy. I, I wish they would have asked what makes me feel safe, what makes, what is my greatest fear. I wish they would have got me on my favorite color and my favorite food and just got to know me. And that statement was actually from someone that had been married for over 15 years. You see, this Sermon on the Mount, this, this, this sermon that Jesus is preaching is to believers to, to tell them how to live. And, and we know that it says in, in the, the scripture and everything, therefore, treat people in the same way that you want them to treat you. But this is the key, for this is the law and the prophets. Now, we, we, we can say that, that that statement says that this is a summary of the law and the prophets, but didn't Jesus already say the summary was to love God with all of your heart, your mind, and your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself? And so in the scripture, he is not telling us to, to, to give a blanket to somebody uh, uh, next to us because we're cold. He's not saying to, to, to feed somebody next to us because we're hungry. He is saying to love your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean? That means that, that you are loving your neighbor. It means that you are patient with them. It means that you have kind words for them. It means that you will suffer along with them. It means that you seek to understand where they are coming from. It means that you are establishing a relationship with the individual that, 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 that seeks to establish a relationship with you. It means that you are listening to their words to actually hear their heart, not just to respond. It means that you are getting to know them so that when something does come up, you, you feel connected enough to ask the question of what makes you happy what can I do for you in this moment rather than manipulate the situation and give them only what you would want it means that that we would love each other as we want to be loved that that we would experience the love of Christ and then seek to give the love of Christ to someone else it, it, there was uh, I think it was Spurgeon that said one time that slavery would not exist in a world where they treated others how they wanted to be treated because there's no way I can say that I love you and then mistreat you that way. 
I, I believe that if we loved each other the way we would want to be loved, giving that, that long-suffering love, that, that gentle love, that gracious love, that love that God gives to us, then, then black on black, I hate that term, black on black crime wouldn't be that big, white on white crime wouldn't be that big, Asian on Asian crime wouldn't be that big, Korean on Korean crime wouldn't be that big, tall people on tall people crime, short people on short people crime, none of that would be as big in our nation because we would see the image of God in one another and though we experience love differently, we would want to get to know each other enough to know how to love one another. I think if we loved each other in the way that we would want to be loved, then, then we would be able to look at our legislators and expect them to not only make decisions for the, uh, for the majority of the people, uh, but also for the least of these. I, I think that we would be able to walk hand in hand, no matter what our political party is, into a situation where we see an injustice and demand justice. I believe that, that we could go to the person that is crying and instead of giving them the comfort that we would want, we would seek to, to, to find out what would comfort them the most. I believe that if we loved each other the way that we would want to be loved, what we would truly be trying to do is find that moment, find that thing, find, find, find that, that, that small place where, where we can show them God in their situation, whether that is a hug, a kind word, a blanket, or whatever it may be, but we must be able to consider our neighbors. Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you is not a new thing. It has been said for generations, even before Jesus said it in this. But uh, I think, it, uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Hillel once said, um, the thing that you, you hate done to you, don't do that to somebody else. And that sounds easy, right? But that also means that you can literally do nothing, fulfill that, that requirement, and nobody grows, nobody gets better, nobody is beneficial for it. But Jesus says, go and do. Go and do. Go ye therefore and do the work to make disciples. Go and show your light to all men. Go and do. And so what Jesus is requiring is not that we sit back and watch the world pass us by knowing that we fulfill the rule of not uh, doing the thing that, that we hate to our brothers, but to actually go and interact and, and grow relationships and do the things that are necessary to grow the kingdom of God, to show people the love of Christ, to, to, to go ye therefore and truly make disciples, to, to go and let our light so shine that, that people want to run to the throne room of grace, to go and be gracious and to be loving and to be all the things that Jesus has been to us. But this is what I really want to leave with you today. Let's just move this. What I want to leave with you today is this. That we have talked time and time again about building a personal relationship with Christ that we might grow in what Christ wants for us. Amen? The thing that we often forget is to grow in relationship with one another. It is that relationship with Christ that helps us to understand what is being demanded of us. It is that relationship with Christ that allows us to walk in a way that, that we know that we are living out the purpose that he has placed on our hearts. It is that relationship with Christ that allows us to experience love and to give love. So if, if, if that is that relationship that allows us to do all those things, it is these relationships amongst us that cause us to be the hands and the feet of Christ. 
It is these relationships that cause me to, to understand that that fish swimming in the ocean doesn't need to be yanked out. It is those relationships with, 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 with us that, that allow me to understand that a handshake for you is better than a hug. A, a, a kind word for you is better than a gift uh, to understand that when you are alone, you're not necessarily upset. You just need time. It, it is the relationship that we forge with one another that allows us to be the body of Christ, depending on one another, understanding each other's gifts, understanding each other's talents, their weaknesses, their strengths, and being able to really aid and help one another. You see, going back to the scripture of doing unto others as you would want them to do unto you, the bottom line is, it's a call to love. There's no misunderstanding that. It is a call to simply love, to see the image of God in that other person and to love them, whether you agree with everything they say or not. It's to walk into a room and understand that there is greatness in front of you and to love individually how people need to be loved. It is the selfless act of getting past ourselves and our comfort zone and seeking that which is necessary for the kingdom People of God, my, my plea to you today is not to yank everybody out of their trouble. It is not to, to pull the fish out of the water. It is not to give blankets to people because you're cold. It is simply to love your neighbor in a way that is uncommon in today's world. To love them as God loves them. And today, if you would, please establish a relationship with someone that you think you have a relationship with now. Listen to understand, seek to, to really get a grasp of who they are and see if you can make that relationship bond stronger than it has ever been. Let us no longer be misunderstood. Instead, let us be loved. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.